Welcome to Making the Most of Time with me, Elliot Apple. I'm a financial planner and caregiver. To give you a little background, my dad was diagnosed with stage four lung cancer when I was 25. Our world was changed instantly, and it's been a constant state of change ever since. Since then, I've been learning about the intersection of money, health, and loss, personally and professionally. This is a place to explore money, loss, and grief. It's about making the most of time, emotionally, spiritually, mentally, physically, and financially. There are no taboo topics, no question is off limits. These conversations are for people like you, people who are about to lose a significant other, widows, caregivers, and anybody affected by a major health event. I'm glad you're here. So with that, let's start making the most of time. Let's talk about widow brain and what to expect after your spouse dies and nine ideas to help. Losing a spouse and becoming a widow is a life-changing and emotional experience. Emotions come and go. Anger, fear, sadness, grief, loneliness, pain, shock, guilt, worry, and more. Brain fog, or widow brain, can appear, causing even more frustration. Let me begin by saying everyone experiences grief differently. Widow brain affects people differently. There is no uniform grieving process with a step-by-step timeline of exactly what will happen. It's a mishmash of time and emotions. Each person's experience is unique. At the same time, there are commonalities people share that resonate with others. Let's look at what widow brain is, what you could experience, how long it may last, ideas to help with widow brain, and wrap up with a few financial planning ideas to help make your financial life easier. So what is widow brain? Widow brain, often referred to as widow fog or brain fog, is the fuzziness or fogginess that can be experienced after a spouse dies. It can cause you to forget things, lose focus, and have trouble concentrating. Widows describe it as not being able to think straight. Some have said it feels like I'm losing my mind. What might you experience with widow brain? Although people can experience widow brain differently, people often describe being forgetful, exhausted, irritable, nauseous, incapable of finishing basic tasks. Here are a few examples. You forget to pay bills on time even though you never had trouble with it before. You lose your cell phone while talking on it. You schedule an appointment, write it down in your calendar, but you get the day wrong and show up on the wrong day. You stop speaking mid-sentence because you forget what you're talking about. You skip lunch because you didn't realize the day passed. You host a get-together but don't remember any of it. Widow brain is difficult to experience because many widows recognize and feel like they should be able to do something, but can't. I've had widows tell me that something they have been doing their entire life, they can't do anymore. People who are always punctual may show up late or on the wrong day. Someone who has been responsible for paying bills may consistently miss payments while having widow brain. They may have a great vocabulary and be well-spoken, but may have a hard time describing a recent experience or stop talking when they experience a sudden loss of finding the right words. Many of these experiences are accompanied by frustration, and rightfully so. Imagine being able to do something your entire life, and then not being able to do it. Something you could do yesterday, you can't do today. That's widow brain. It's emotional, physical, and neurological. How long does widow brain last? Although widow brain lasts different amounts of time and different people, many widows say that it normally lasts 12 to 18 months. Depending on your situation, it may not last longer than a few months. Personally, I usually see a change around the 12-month mark, and then by 18 months, it's almost completely gone. Many widows describe a similar process. The key is to recognize it will likely happen, except it's an awful lousy experience, and know it is temporary. So what are some ideas to help with widow brain? 
At this point, you may be wondering, if Widowbrain's going to happen, how can I minimize the effects? There are a few steps you can take, but also know that this is a normal experience and no steps will help mitigate it entirely. Idea 1. Write things down. Since many widows report forgetting conversations, appointment times, and other important things, one of the best things you can do is to write everything down. Similar to when you're advocating for someone in the hospital, I recommend buying a journal and using it extensively. You can use it to write down appointment times, key parts of a conversation, next steps you need to take, and more. When you write something down, I suggest writing down the date, time, who you spoke with, and what was discussed. It's important to note the date and time in case you have any question about when something was discussed. As a widow, you're going to have many items on your to-do list, and organizing it in a notebook will be helpful. Idea 2. Ask family and friends for help. It's always interesting to me how willing people are to help someone else, but struggle asking for help themselves, myself included. People are going to want to help you. You should take them up on their kind offers. You're likely going to have a task list a mile long after your loved one dies. It's okay to enlist a small army of helpful friends and family to get through it. You may feel like you're losing your sense of independence and that you should be able to do everything on your to-do list, but remember, your brain and your body are likely not functioning as it once was. It's probably not functioning at the highest capacity. Whether it is shopping for groceries, cooking, paying your bills, taking your car in to be serviced, laundry, or other household tasks, please don't hesitate to ask others for help. You can say something along the lines of, ever since, and you can put in your loved one's name, died, I've experienced widow brain and grief. I'm not able to do, tell them the task, even though I used to be able to do it. This is a normal experience for people in my similar situation. I know I'll be able to do it in the future, but I could use your help right now. Would you be willing to help with, and then name the task? If you're not sure what needs to be done, you can ask someone to help you in figuring this out. Idea three, be kind to yourself while you grieve. Grieving is a process. If you try to squish it down into your being and act like everything is normal, your journey out of widow brain may be slower. Although it's uncomfortable and you may want to suppress your grief, you'll start to feel better if you allow yourself the space to grieve. There are different models of grief, but I really like Tonkin's model of grief. It says that your grief doesn't shrink over time. It stays the same, but your life grows around it. I have a visual representation on my blog if you want to check it out, but I'll try to describe it. It starts with what we think grief will look like, and it's a dead tree, and it's shrinking over time as time passes. But then right below it, it says what grief actually looks like. And it's the same dead tree. It's the same size in all three images. But there's a small forest starting to sprout up in the second picture. And by the third picture, all the other lively trees and flowers are in the foreground and the dead trees in the background that life has grown around it. Idea four, rest. You should take the time to rest. Please note I didn't say sleep. If you can sleep, wonderful. If you can't, it's okay. Other widows say it's challenging to sleep while grieving. It's okay to lay on the couch, close your eyes, listen to music, watch the world go by out your window. Taking a few minutes for yourself can help you unwind and de-stress from everything that you are experiencing. If you struggle with taking the time to rest, try committing to rest for two minutes. That's it. Rest for two minutes and see how you feel. You don't have to rest for five minutes or even 30 minutes. Try two minutes and see what your body needs at that point. You may find that after two minutes, you are more willing to rest for 10 minutes or longer. It's okay to work your way up to a longer rest. Idea five, journal. Something else you may find helpful is journaling. Write down how you're feeling, what you experienced each day, and anything else on your mind or in your heart. By writing everything down, you can clear your brain of those thoughts, particularly the ones that are hard to get rid of, and see what else comes up. 
Idea six, see a therapist. When your spouse dies, your world's up turned upside down. You may be hard on yourself for the smallest, most inconsequential things. A therapist can help remind you that everything you're experiencing is normal. It's normal to find your key lost in a kitchen cabinet. It's normal to cry when someone says a word that makes you recall a distant memory. It's normal to not remember gaps of time. A therapist may help you experience your grief and be part of your support system as you process everything that is happening. Idea 7. Join a widow support group. Some of the best support can come from people who are going through something similar. You may feel broken and incompetent at times. You aren't. Your brain simply isn't functioning at its best. Hearing from others who are experiencing something similar may be helpful. You may be able to lean on others, and others may be able to lean on you. Idea 8. Bring friends or family to events. You've probably been to a million events with your loved one. It may be weird to go to future events without them. When people invite you to birthdays, celebrations, dinners, and more, you don't have to go alone or skip it. You can bring a friend or family member to the event. I've seen this work really well for other widows. Many people are tempted to skip events, and there is a time and place for it. And I've seen widows lean on friends and family to enjoy events with them. It's not the same as your spouse, but it is a great way to stay engaged and connected with your world. Idea number nine, celebrate milestones with friends and family. Each person wants to celebrate milestones differently. You may want to listen to what feels best for you. Do you want a big party to celebrate what would have been a wedding anniversary? Do you want to light a candle at home to honor that occasion? Do you want to gather with family on a beach to celebrate their birthday? Life will continue on in a different form, and it's okay to honor and celebrate special days in the way that you want to. Now, let's look at financial planning with Widowbrain. Since Widowbrain can affect every area of your life, the question becomes, what financial decisions should I make with Widowbrain? As with any financial planning decision, the answer is unique and personal, but there are some general guidelines most people should be aware of that help in most situations. I would try to avoid major decisions in the first year. There are exceptions, such as if you're living in a home you can't afford or maintain, you may need to make a decision as quickly as possible, but when possible, it's usually better to wait. Major decisions might include moving, changing jobs, getting rid of photos, clothes, or other personal items. When you're grieving, you may be tempted to make a decision now, but a few months from now, you may feel very differently. Many major decisions can often wait. It also suggests looking at tax ramifications. There are key actions to consider from a tax perspective in the year of death. Instead of two social security benefits, you receive only one. It's the last year you can file married filing jointly. A pension may continue at the full amount, a reduced amount, or not at all. There may be life insurance proceeds or decisions to make about annuities. In the year of death, a lot changes financially. Since it's the last year you can file taxes and married filing jointly, it's a critical year to do a tax projection to see how things may change the next year. You may have the opportunity to do a Roth conversion this year and pay less tax than in the future. Although it's a tough time to make decisions, you may end up paying the IRS more if you wait on tax planning decisions. So whenever possible, I suggest trying to look at the tax situation in the year of death and how that may compare to the future. The other thing I would suggest is looking at the step up and cost basis and diversifying if possible if you have brokerage assets or other assets that get a step up in basis at death. If you've been wanting and waiting to diversify a portfolio because of capital gains, you may have an opportunity after death to diversify with little tax consequences. Since many assets, such as a brokerage account, receive a step up in cost basis as of the date of death, you could potentially sell those assets and pay very little in taxes. 
For example, in community property states such as Arizona, California, Idaho, Louisiana, Nevada, New Mexico, Texas, Washington, and Wisconsin, surviving spouses often receive a step up in cost basis on the full value of the account. For example, if you had a brokerage account with a cost basis of $500,000 and it was worth $1 million at death, the new cost basis would likely be $1 million. If you live in another state, jointly held assets may only receive half the step up in cost basis. For example, in the previous example, the new cost basis might be $750,000 because half of the $500,000 received a step up in cost basis. There are a few exceptions for people living in Alaska, Kentucky, South Dakota, and Tennessee, which allows them to create community property trusts that could potentially fall under community property treatment. As with any tax or estate planning situation, you will want to speak with your accountant and attorney to confirm what rules apply in your situation. The key point is that if you're holding a concentrated stock position and have wanted to diversify, or maybe it's not concentrated and you still want to diversify, and you've worried about the taxes, selling after death may be an opportunity to pay less in taxes than prior to death. Final thoughts and a question for you. Widow brain is the fogginess that can occur after losing a spouse. It can be frustrating not being able to concentrate and go about life as he did before. For many people, it can last 6, 12, or 18 months, but not everybody experiences it, and sometimes it goes on for longer. There are many ways to help reduce the negative consequences of widow brain. Some of the best ways are to write things down as often as possible, rest, and lean on friends and family, as well as a therapist and support group. It's usually best not to make major decisions in the year after death, but when it comes to tax and financial planning, you may want to do a tax projection to see if there are actions you should be taking in the year of death to help reduce the taxes you owe over time. And I'll leave you with one question to act on. Which idea to help with widow brain do you find most helpful? Elliot Apple is an investment advisor representative of Kindness Financial Planning, LLC. However, in hosting this podcast, Elliot is not acting as an investment advisor representative individually or on behalf of Kindness Financial Planning. The information and opinions in this podcast are for general, informational, and educational purposes only and should not be considered investment, financial, legal, or tax advice. Opinions expressed are as of the date of publication, and such opinions are subject to change. No representation is made as to the completeness or accuracy of the information presented. Any past performance referenced is historical and no guarantee of future results. All indices referenced are unmanaged and may not be invested into directly. All investments involve a certain level of risk. You should carefully consider if an investment is suitable for you before making an investment. Please consult your legal, financial, and other professionals to determine what may be appropriate for you.